0: This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. everyone to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics, by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Things have changed in the church and the world. We've seen the effects and the tolls taken with the coronavirus. Tragedy, struggle, uncertainty, but there's hope. God is still speaking, and my next guest knows that. In fact, he's given us a blueprint of where we as a church have to go now. Dr. Stephen Bullivant, professor of theology at St. Mary's University in the UK, offers the church an ebook through Bishop Barron's Word on Fire Institute. It's an amazing read, and it's free. Catholicism in the time of the coronavirus, and he's here to break it down. Here it is, my conversation with Dr. Stephen Bullivant. Hello, doctor. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, right away in this ebook, Catholicism in the time of coronavirus, you make it clear. You say, "I hope this book is less strange to read than it was to write." How was it so strange to ri- write? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you well, know, it was really weird. I mean, first of all, from start to finish, from you know having the idea to pitching it to a publisher to finishing the manuscript, you know, with like two weeks, which is just absurd for anything. You know, it's, that's absurd for kind of planning, you know, <laughs> planning to meet up with a friend or something, you know, mm. not that that's possible at the minute. Um, and obviously, it, I mean, this way, I mean, it feels a very long time ago now, but, you know, it's, it was uh, early into, I mean, I don't know what the lockdown's been like in Iowa, if at all, but in, in Britain, we were, it's basically, we, we were allowed out to go to shops or, or the, the, the pharmacy, but, you know, we were all in the house. We have, we have a three of our own children um, we had a friend of ours and her two boys living with us, so you know it was a household of eight. Um, and I'm kind of sitting upstairs in my bedroom because every other room is taken, trying to write a book. I mean, it was it was really kind of odd times. Um, and and I think I mean, I, I think that probably is good because it. I mean, it's an odd time for everyone. so I mean uh, it, it's a book it's a book oven for the moment in that respect.
0: you say it's important for us to understand church history and all of this as well and and you kind of draw from church history throughout this book.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that really struck me was just how long and deep and occasionally inspiring, often inspiring, but occasionally cautionary history the church has with you know these kind of global, you know, catastrophes, um, pandemics, uh, natural disasters, and and with a particular case of pandemics. I mean, there's a sense in which we've been very lucky in the West in the past hundred years um, in avoiding these kind of massive outbreaks of of pestilence, Um, because this hasn't been the case throughout, you know, most of the Church's history. And, And therefore, um in, in the lives of many of the saints. Um uh, particularly draw in the book on, on the early church, um, where there's a very strong argument to be made that the Christian response to plague that differed from the pagan response had a very important effect on the evangelization of the Roman Empire. Hmm. Um, but, you know, from Charles Borromeo in the sixteenth century to right into the the twenty first century, I mean the the, you know, the little shepherd children at Fatima, uh, Jacinta and Francisco, they both died of the Spanish flu. Right. Um, so this is something that that has been a part of the life of the Church, Um Uh, All through its history, and and there's obviously a great deal there
0: for us to learn from and and, uh, look to. Now, I'm interested here because you say that the Church's response in history to things like this, the coronavirus or pandemics, has been a source of evangelization. Are there there things you're drawing from or or maybe um, an example or connection there with maybe the Spanish flu, for instance, as you said, that is interesting that you could tie in?
1: Well, I mean, the most, the most obvious example, the one that I have drawn most in the book, uh, comes in the 3rd century. Mm. Um, and, you know, these plagues often hit major cities uh, in the Roman Empire, and, and basically everyone would kind of get the hell out and, uh, and leave everyone to die. The Christians didn't. The Christians stayed behind not only to nurse their own sick, but to nurse anyone who was sick. Um, and uh, the American sociologist Rodney Stark, uh, maybe 25 years ago, made a, a very, I think, convincing argument that the, the kind of the Christian difference, the, the difference that being a Christian made um, in, in very practical terms in this respect, had a, a very important effect, not just in kind of who was likely to survive and, and the conversions that might come from the fact that, you know, uh, all your friends had died apart from the one Christian, and, and, you know, he was the person who helped you survive. But also this kind of sea change in in the morality, and so much of what we take for granted now, and I think so much of what's been evident in kind of, you know, the heroism of frontline uh, medical personnel or, you know, kind of first responders, that whole sense of, uh, you know, an overarching uh, care for the sick, the care for the uh, dispossessed. All that comes from from kind of the Christian revolution, um, and and it's kind of been embedded into the Western DNA, such that we now just kind of imagine that these are human values and Western values, and and uh, and actually it's it's uh, it's a Christian heritage.
0: Now you say that also in the midst of all of this, there has been another crisis that many people have faced, and it's uh, not just um, you know economic or social, but it's spiritual here. And uh, you yeah. know, I was reading; I've been reading some um, studies, and one study I read said that twenty five percent of people have said that this has helped their faith. Three percent said it's hurt. So I, I like that because people, in some ways, are kind of rediscovering uh, their spiritual life, but also there's some that have been really hurt by it. Um, how do you balance it? Uh,
1: yeah, I think there's, there's there's several things going on. On the one hand, um, there's a sense in which, you know, you never know what you've got till it's gone. Um, and, and you know, this is really unprecedented. Not only, you know, that we, we, we haven't been able to have public mass, we haven't been able to have the sacraments, we haven't been able to go to confession. And for some people, that is clearly, you know, leading to a real deepening and a longing and a kind of a thirst um, for, for, for Christ which is it, it's only going to be a good thing um, you know we've had kind of like you know um, mass on demand you know and, and it's kind of historically that's very unusual you know the, that we have such an easy provision of mass that you can get to with you know hopping in your car um, but for other people, Um, I think this has been, A, just a kind of a spiritual... There's a lot of, you know, people... It's been a very hard situation for people physically. I mean, I've had COVID, and it's no fun, and I was, you know, the better end of it. But obviously, you know, people are dying. Um, And people are very lonely, you know, people who have to shelter in place, um, you know, especially, you know, the vulnerable um, or the sick. You know, this has been a real torment for them. Um, and, and also, I think the other thing we'll see is that there'll be a lot of people um, who kind of this, this is the trigger for them to stop going to mass, that they, that they realize that actually they don't really miss it. They've been going out of habit or um, they, just, they just find it hard to get back into the habit. Um, and I think, you know, on the one hand, we need to be aware of that and do what we can to mitigate this. But I also think that, that as we emerge from all this, then, you know, the Church is going to have some uh, quite serious pastoral problems um, uh, to face up to um, in this kind of the aftermath.
0: Well, I wanted to talk to you about that. I want you to draw that out a little bit. What what do you think the Church looks like over the next five or years or, or decade because of
1: Well, this? Um, I think that and it, it will differ in different places um, in, in the same way that, you know, mass um, growth or decline has been differing in different places. You know, different places in a diocese, let alone different places different states in america um i i, I do think that that we're going to see uh, quite a significant drop off and, and you know more or less in some areas of of people getting out that habit of going to mass and this will be especially the case because it's not it's not going to be the case that suddenly everyone can go back to mass and everything's safe again there's going to be a long period of uncertainty there's going to be a long period of people thinking well you know, should I not only risk myself, but, you know, the older people I care for the or the, the the children I care for, is it right for me to be, you know, putting them in harm's way? I think it's going to be very hard until we kind of get back to a, what feels like a normal situation. And bear in mind also that the people most likely to die um, from COVID are, are the older generations. Um, and also, uh, at least this is the case in Britain, um, you know, ethnic minorities, um, African-Americans, um, you know, for, for all sorts of socio-economic reasons. And these are very often the people who are the heart of the parish. These are very often the most practicing Catholics we have. Also remember that many of our priests uh, are in that older bracket. So purely in terms of, um, you know, numbers in that respect, in, in this kind of a, 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 quite a bleak um, life and death, we're gonna lose people um, and it, it's going to be very hard you know there's certain dioceses who have been planning for you know in 10 years time we'll have this number fewer clergy and this number fewer parishioners and we're going to have to you know merge parishes i think in at least many dioceses uh, some of those um you know biting of the bullets um will will have to be, be pushed forward
0: and I want to make it clear, too. I mean, in this book, you're, you're also very hopeful because you say now is an opportunity uh, for us, uh, all of us, uh, anyone listening to this show, um, to be able to rise up. And now is an opportunity really like never before um, to become those missionaries in our own homeland.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. And this, I mean, this is always the thing with, you know, any kind of period of crisis, any kind of, uh, you know, period of uh, turbulence uncertainty, then, you know, we see that the church really does suffer. But we also see that it, it kind of comes out of it. And actually, when you read the lives of the saints, you often see that, you know, the plague of 1473 was, you know, the moment of their conversion that you can kind of trace back in their life. But out of that, we get these renewal movements and, you know, all this kind of upspringing of orders and devotional life. Um, So there's always that kind of uh, tension, and it's certainly the case. And I think we see this with the economy as well. You know, we've got all this, um, you know, yes, we know there's been a lot of economic devastation, but there's also this kind of, right, you know, we need to bounce back. You know, we need to kind of, you know, step up now and, and, you know, get the economy moving again. Well, it's the same with the church. Um, You know, the the church, um, you know, we need to bounce back. Um, and we need to have people who are fired up and prepared and and ready. For, it's not going to be easy, but kind of ready for the challenge and, and ready to kind of um, take on that, uh, that that challenge, that calling um, to to you know spread the gospel in this this new situation, yeah. including to many people who you know people suddenly confronting big questions in their lives. Um, And and there will be the flip side to a lot of the negative stuff is that, you know, there's going to be people who maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time are beginning to ask those sorts of questions, Google those sorts of questions, talk to friends about those sorts of questions. Um, So, you know, we need to be ready and receptive uh, to to be there to help people who who come to us and, and, you know, think we might have something to offer.
0: Yeah, and one of the most impressive things I think that I read in your e book here is um, that you, you talk about the different saints, of course, but. You know, I, I think, and, and this is my opinion, I, I truly believe God is raising up saints right now. And you point to all of oh, the absolutely. different saints in, in here of, yep. of those struggles and difficulties throughout church history. And if you friends don't think God is rising up saints during this time that people are going to read, Catholics are going to read about in 100 years in 200 and 200 300 and 400 and 500 years, uh, think again, because I, I truly believe that. In, it, look, we got the history to prove it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is always, it's always been the case, and, you know, you look back, even to fairly recent, I mean, I mentioned the Spanish flu, but, you know, some of the, St. Catherine her who, you know, will be familiar to many sure. of your listeners, you know, she, she was, Tataquaza means she who bumps into things, uh, which I think is quite charming, but it was because she was partially sighted after, I think, Scarlet Fever, um, you know, there was a big outbreak in the Native American communities, and I think it killed her parents. Um, you know, these are saints who, you know, were, what, 100, 150, 200 years ago? You know, these are not that far from us in time. Uh, blessed uh, Xavier Silos um, from Pittsburgh is another example. Yeah. Um, you know, these are, you know, modern saints um, who lived in, okay, the, the cities were different, but not that different from what they're like today in America, in Europe. Um, and, and so there's no reason at all to
0: think that this won't be precisely the same. Yeah. You know, um, so we've when got I, the time of that to look forward to. When I say, friends, that God is rising up saints, that doesn't, uh, give you, get you off the hook. Every one of us. Is no, no. Right now. no, no, no. We are called to be those yeah, saints. It's you. It's you. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Doctor, you just did a great job. That's right. That's right. Um, you did a great job with this book. It's an ebook. that's for Thank free, you. everyone. You can go to wordonfire.org, and you can uh, find this book. It's a very uh, easy read, but, you know, it's not long at all, but it's a, a very delightful read, I found, and, and very interesting. A lot of good stuff to chew on there. Dr. Stephen Bullivant. God bless you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. God bless. So there you have it, friends. Let me say it again, do not think for one second that God is not rising up, saints, and look no further than you. Now, more than ever, God is calling us to become those missionaries in our world, in our cities, in our own backyard. Sure, it's been unbelievably difficult, but if you're hearing this, God can and will work. He just needs you to make it happen. Big thanks to Dr. Stephen Bolivant, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter. Reminding your friends to take part in the show, visit yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and His love today.